Welcome back, everyone, to Backboard Rock Plus. We've got a special guest this week. It's Mike Kilby of Eurographs.com. How's it going, Mike? Hello. How's it going? Well, still living and breathing, and guess this weekend there's only one thing on our agenda, knock on wood, 16 carat gold in Oberhausen, and there's a lot going on, some, literally just before we hit record, some very late breaking news about carat this year, and literally. guess, yeah, you said literally what, 10 literally seconds? Literally a minute, a minute before we first <laughs> So I guess, um, yeah, 16 carat gold for those of you under rock, it's WXW's annual tournament, it's the 15th one this year, I think. I know Dennis pulled me up on getting the number wrong in the past, but yeah, it's yet again it's in Turbine Hall 1, and this year it's, I'd almost say it's quite like a Battle of Los Angeles lineup. You know, Carrots, you know, yet again it's run head-to-head with a NXT UK taping, and so yeah, a lot of the names you'd expect or maybe hope to be in part of the field, your Walters, your Ilya Dragunovs, off the cart, or at least off the tournament, and we've got quite an eclectic lineup. Some homegrown faces we all know and love, some new faces who you know making their carrot debuts, and quite a few names from abroad. Um before we go through the matches, I'm gonna put in the spot, Mike. Who's your I'll give you two choices here. Your favourite twin retournament if it's going to be no matter what, and your favourite if it's going to be someone who is a WXW regular. Um I mean I always my favorite for the tournament is should always is always a regular anyway because for me the it like makes a lot less sense for it to be unless they're really going to stick the rocket behind somebody and book them every week it kind of makes more sense um for it to be um somebody from the tournament so i think a lot of a lot of early um What's the what's the a lot of early money is going on the likes of Jern Simmons and a lot of money going on, uh, you know, Lucky Kid Alexander James. I think it's possible. I don't think Lucky's going for a second one, but I think it's looking like AJ or Jern for me. That could well be the final. Um, but I guess for me, my you know, if I had a gun to my head, I'd say Jern was going would be winning. He's been on a you know quite a good run of form lately. Although, if you're going to open it up and say, well, you know, the roster's really wide open and pick somebody who may be out left wing, I'm just surprised with someone like an Irie wins it. I mean, he won Ambition last year, but again, you know, can you get the dates in But we will come down to that when we, you know, start going for the tournament proper. But, um, of course, every festival weekend starts actually in Essen. And we've got the Inner Circle, which, you know, normally would probably go through all the matches, you know, what they're going to be doing except they've announced it's a mystery card this year, so any ideas what to expect? A uh, mystery card. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, um, I mean, it, I, the one thing I would say is that uh, Thursday is obviously the two days before the tapings, so maybe, maybe, I don't know, I don't know what the restrictions are for NXT UK people. Can they work that close to a taping? I believe if you if you believe the internet and of course everything on the internet's true, uh, it's the week before they're not allowed to do. But yeah, you know. But then I would possibly argue that you know, if you if you're going in there with a trusted hand, like if you put an Ilya win with a Marius Alani, who seems to be the the go-to WWE guy for a lot of people, um, that's the sort of you know, if you got something like that, I wouldn't be entirely surprised. I think you might get a Tim send off um, from the inner circle. Um, I don't know. Apart from that, it's always, it's always a good fun thing. It's unlike really anything else. 
Well, he's got collected stuff wrestling. from his house one last time. So, <laughs> but uh, actually, there was one thing with somebody p- uh, picked up to me a few weeks back. Um, a few names who can probably rule out, I guess. Uh, Talked unrelated to character phase, a TNT show in Liverpool on the same night. Yeah, so a lot of the Mexicans are doing Lucky TNT. Lucky Kid, up. some yeah. show, Black Taurus, Puma King. Uh, they're on the same match. Uh, just looking for a lot of the guys who are in ambition. Not, not as well. I should just look uh, off post here. Ace Austin, if he was ever booked. Mike Bailey, won't be on. Taurus, Puma King. So yeah, so if you're hoping to see you know, some big lad luchadors at the Wrestling Academy, then maybe not this time. But yeah, I mean, I've been to a few Inner Circle shows, been to a few Academy shows. And you know, those events, you know, the, like the night before the warm-up to the main festivals never let down. And the fact that those shows are always the first to sell out. And you know, if you look at the tweet that we put out about um, you know, should we make this a mystery show or not, the fact that a lot of people you know, have the faith in WXW to pull it off, well, I think we're going to be in for a fun night on Thursday. I mean, in... In 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 essence, it usually tends to be the only. In terms of inner circle, it's usually the last three or four that I've been to. Anyway, it's been mostly a mystery in the sense of they announce maybe one one key match, and or one or two key matches, and the rest is kind of you know you get your obligatory four way before the tournament. Yeah, which is which usually is I usually find whoever wins the the four way usually goes quite well in the tournament. Um, but it's the, the the other thing is like obviously it is a it, it's a little bit like a pre-season friendly sort of like a warm-up thing but i remember there was a match um from carrot 17 it was riddle versus start and they was going 110 miles an hour like for the whole match and it was it, that was definitely not a warm-up match that was full speed from the beginning and I think you'll get some guys, you know, again, we've said there's a lot of loot doors won't be on, but you'll get some guys who'll be looking to make an impression on the whole weekend. And I'm guessing your Julian Paces, your rotations, will want to really stamp their whole name on the whole weekend. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they have. I mean, the fact, like, say, the loot doors won't be in, that takes a fair bit of a lineup if you're just looking at the 16 carat guys. But, again, you'll also have, you know, Fox then, Academy. Yeah, you have people like... You have people like Lavaniel. You have people like, um, you know, it depends on if they're bringing people like Hector in early. I mean, uh, Avalanche is obviously the new head coach. You expect he's going to be in it. Um, yeah, there's there's lots of potential. It depends who's and uh, also um, you have uh, Daisuke Okada and Yusukawa uh, 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 coming in this week. Uh, so you could probably expect maybe a little bit of them. Um, but there's there's lots of um, yeah there's lot it's it's always a bit of a broken biscuits of sort of show anyway it's always a good fun sort of uh, experience and again we're all done and dusted in well, about two hours of an interval so you know if, if you're going there the worst part it's really wait, waiting for the train then back but, uh... yeah yeah standing in the cold and the train is always delayed uh, coming back from Ashton yeah Gold. and you no know, we kind of mentioned our preview of Oberhausen in general but if you're going over get the DB Navigator app guys you know. There's one tick machine at Essence Alderine Nord. It's not fun to queue at. Even and you're less... not also you're also not digging into all your change. Yes. No. DB app uses PayPal. No. Christ, the number of restaurants shows you go to, you have to have PayPal. So get that. <laughs> it's a lot more straightforward. And I've learned the hard way when I went for the anniversary show in December. 
it'll actually have a full timetable because the what's it at uh, Deutsche Bahn have cut down all the timetables. So I think when we went for Tag Festival, it was showing every single stop. Now it's not the case. So that that is a, it, it's kind of going on a bit of a tangent here, but I. I... I've noticed in Essen Hauptbahnhof, it's not sorry Essen, um, in Oberhausen Hauptbahnhof that the uh, the board doesn't show every train anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's... So so and I was looking at the timetable again to tangent, looking at the timetable, and there seems to be like twice as many trains to Essen that I ever remember there being. So I don't know what's going on. Again, DB Navigator app that'll tell you everything. You it's can a get tickets there. It's less headache, less queuing, and progress if. We have been to enough inner circles where that queue for that single machine is an absolute pain in the arse. So, yeah, download it and you'll thank us later. But um, some... This is the DB Navigator Spotlight uh, podcast you're listening to. <laughs> yeah, no, all you need now is random German soap opera stuff. But uh, <laughs> we'll let uh, Yacht Pay uh, talk about that next week. But um, we'll start with uh, the big event, uh, 16 Carol Gold Night 1. And we've got it's actually 10 matches announced so far. Uh, We'll start with the traditional four-way for the rarely used, if ever, alternate spot. Scotty Davis, Hector Invictus, Rust Taylor and Levaniel. I guess it's, I think, the last few years we've, we've had the alternates. I think, was it last year, the year before, when Yearn got injured, the alternate actually got into the tournament? Uh, it was uh, 2018, because Satoshi got in. Yeah. So, of, uh, yeah. if there's anything, you no know, late, late break and miss, you no know, one of these guys could end up, you no know, doing double duty in the same night. But um, yeah, I mean, it depends if somebody, you know, it depends if somebody just because you know they're quite within their rights to drop out uh, over the travel fears. So uh, it's possible. That it may yeah, this, this year more than ever. But just a good feeling. Which of those four would you uh, tag for winning the four way? Um, I for for me the the one that immediately jumps out is Rust Taylor because uh, he's a bit of a he seems to be a bit of a kind of quite a trusted hand really with WXW at the moment. Um, but I'm actually very excited to see Hector. Um, I don't know if you've really seen much of him. Um, he kind of wrestles on the the German sort of second level of wrestling. Uh, he he's used to work as TKO. The uh, he was absolutely the, 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 graffi- the graffiti rapper kind of gimmick. Yeah, so he used to work as TK, and now he's got a um, thing. I think it's called Invictus. Is his new thing, um, and uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's a he's just a really good solid worker. Um, he kind of a little bit in the same mould as Marius Alani, that sort of that sort of worker. I'd be really interested to see him on like a bigger stage. I mean, he looks pretty good in the qualified tournament in Obertrabling. Um I think, yeah. obviously, Rust was also meant for that tournament as well. He pulled out, I think, was um, work commitments or something like that. And, obviously, the uh, Bielefeld show, he tried to get rotation spots. That didn't quite work out that way. But, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Rust got the four-way spot. And a bit of a spoil for what we'll be talking about in a second. It wouldn't surprise me if he also got into the tournament proper without people pulling out, but um, I guess we may as well yeah. start on the actual tournament matches, and I'm not going to go with, you know, who do you think is going to win the whole thing we said at the start, but just for night one, it's a, after this it's a blind bracket, uh, we'll start for bottom, Leo Rush against Alexander James, uh, Leo kind of being the, we're sorry, may good for, no. The NXT UK taking spotting up against, I guess, but um, there's uh, there's also a big question mark over the fact he might not even be in the tournament because he's got a 
possible orbital fracture, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the fact that you'll be NXT, um, was it the injury report they do after, not last week, week befores. Um, actually, did he work NXT this past week? You're asking the wrong one. <laughs> Let me check. Cage match exists for a reason. It's past Friday in Boston. No, he wrestled main event of 205 Live. Uh, oh, that's that's the show that Larry Zonk and about four of the people watch, so still two more than NXT UK. Uh, yeah, so Cornbash, he should be fine, but yeah, massive test, I would say, for Alexander James, at least in terms of, um, say, like, name value, I guess. Um, yeah, it is, it's a certainly a quite, it's certainly a, um, interesting lineup. Um, I think it's an all Maryland toy, is it? I think they're both from Maryland, so there's kind of a little bit of history with that. Um, but I think, uh, and obviously AJ's quite, is very well trusted in WXW. I think, I kind of remember two, three years ago, I said, give him five years, and I think he could possibly be like a Tim Thatcher sort of level things if he sticks with WXW. In that sort of thing, you know, I think I see a lot of similarities in the way they've had their first couple of years. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't I don't think it's it, I don't think it's going to be a cut and shut. Oh, Leo Rush is immediately going over because I think they might want him for other things over the weekend. So there's the traditional thing on Sunday, but you know, we get found back when we get there. Second match was actually the first one announced, I believe. Uh, Marius Alani against Noir, which. I mean, again, it's a bit of a tangent. You know, Carnoir, current Progress World Champion. He debuted at Back to the Roots and hasn't said a word, but that's not a surprise. He doesn't promo, but... Um, he doesn't very, need to. Well, yeah, but I'd be very much surprised, very much interested to see where they go with this. Alani just come back from that suspension uh, latter end of 2019. Carnoir debutants. This one, to me, is pretty much a coin flip. Um, yeah, and they again kind of saying about WWE friendly guys, these are the sort of people who I see as being on the B list of, yeah, they're okay to work with, because obviously Karanoa's progress champion, Alani worked all of the WWE guys at Carrot last year, so I, I think both, both it's totally been a coin flip really, but both probably could be used later in the weekend a lot better. Yeah. Uh, next up, Mike Bailey and Chris Ridgway. I'd say a lot of kicks on this one. Uh, but yeah, again, this one, Mike Bailey would probably fit more into that, that match we'd be thinking of on Sunday, but um, the fact that both men are also an ambition on the, on the Saturday lunchtime, uh, again, I don't say if it's a coin flip, but this one, you know, I man could go through and I don't think you'd lose or gain anything by doing so. I think... I think you could get a semi-finalist out of this match um, for sure. Um, I think you could even possibly have one of these go to the final. Um, maybe Bailey Speedball possibly going all the way to the final. He's he is a kind of he has got the big international gravitas. He's still unlikely to be disappearing, and he could possibly have more dates over in the, in Europe. So I think he could be a good shout for quite deep into the tournament. Yeah, I think Alpha Two. I'd probably put be more. Nothing against Chris Ridgway, but I'd probably be more inclined to back Speedball than Ridgway just out falls too. But next one, maybe not quite as clear cut. Uh, Julian Pace, his debut in the tournament proper against Bandido. I may as well tie into the next match, Puma King and Notation. You'd have to think that at least one of the two hometown lads 
aren't getting knocked out in the first round, but which you, one, you, which one do you drop? You would hope because really, in terms, I mean, if we're going to count, if we count AJ as it as well, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six domestic guys in the tournament. Uh, you kind of, and I think somebody like. I think somebody like uh, rotation getting the underdog getting through to the second round thing would be a lovely story to have. And um, likewise, you could also see it being a tag team match at some point over the weekend as well. This this bracket against the other side. Um, so I think um, I, I think one of them will get past the other. One of the domestic guys will get past one of the Mexicans. And there's also the elephant in the room. Um, Oliver Carter not involved because of NXT UK. Norman Harass, not on this show. Do you see him being a fallen eye for Julian Pace rotations backside and maybe trying to take their spot? Yeah, quite possibly. Um quite possibly and likewise there's there's a lot of um They've got the pretty bastards who are kind of unaccounted for. Uh, well, they're in the they're in the tag team match, but uh, later on. But like you know, the, the I, they don't have a faction name, unfortunately. But like they're they're, they're always going to be floating around this tournament. And I'm surprised Harass isn't in the four, alternate four way. In all honesty, but yeah, maybe it's quite possible. After that, uh, two big lads, Shikahiro Iwie and Black Taurus. Um, I just hope that ring's reinforced. I mean, last year, <laughs> Iria won ambition. You know, if you haven't seen it before, you, you know, he very agile for his size, I think is the backhanded compliment you can give him. Uh, Black Taurus, the same, but I don't want to say in steroids, but the same, but a lot more lamped up. This one could be the sleeper match for the entire night. Yeah, I, I've got a. It's very much, uh, very much like the there was the Avalanche Irie match at last year's Carrot, which was a bit of a low key banger. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of the same uh, with this one for sure. Penultimate match: Daniel Maccabi against Eddie Kingston, and that one to me is a massive clash of styles. Of course, Maccabi, known as for his submission wrestling, Eddie Kingston, not exactly, but. Uh, Maccabi just went all the way to the finals of St. Louis Anarchy's uh, Strong Style Tournament about a week or two ago. And that was a no-submission tournament, so who knows. But um, we both saw Kingston at the cockpit yesterday, and I don't know whether it was you know, selling or whether it was legit, but he looked a bit banged up after that match with uh, Matt Kurt. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think one of Kingston's strengths, I mean, uh, really before... I've kind of really turned a turned a, turned a circle on um, Eddie Kingston because I kind of hadn't really I saw him a handful of times before that and I hadn't really been sold on him. But seeing him work against somebody a lot smaller uh, in the likes of uh, Chapman and the McGee match, which I think was ten times the Chapman match, um, the Dan McGee match was. It, it, I think this one is going to be a lot of the same, probably a little bit more fight from Maccabi, obviously, but. Um, I I am really really looking forward to this one simply because of I think he just works really really well with someone a lot smaller than him. You mean uh, Daniel's not going to bring a key a keychain air horn gimmick and hold up the microphone? I would hope not. <laughs> well, you never know. It could be you know, blue is for colour if it's a love of Chelsea. But um, yeah, I think that one again. A lot of these first round matches are coin flips. Um, make a lot of sense if he stuck around to help uh, David Starr in, but I get there. Mm. Uh, last character first round match 
Jernsem's unlucky kid for battle of uh, two favourites, so someone's going at, going home early. Um, and they always have this at Carrot. They like obviously last year there was um, there was the Walter Walter David Star match. The, you know, there's always a match like this at the at the start of start of Carrot, which is kind of people go well. The person who wins this one is the one who wins the whole tournament. And uh, likewise with Tim and Tim and Lucky last year. Not that people really thought Lucky was going to win, uh, but Tim was one of these people who was. Um, highly expected to do well uh, and I think um, yeah uh, I, I, for me I think it is fairly clear I think Jern is winning uh, winning this match anyway and going very deep into the tournament but again uh, we've we've uh, we've been stung on the, the easy the easy choice of Carrot before so. and I guess the other thing that's maybe worth mentioning of course uh, this on I think it's night two I believe it is on the seventh uh, GWF running in Berlin, and I know it was of last year's tournament, um, or previous years, you had guys who did night one in Oberhausen, night two, but did GWF and came back. So I know he's not currently on the posters or anything like that, but at the same point, it wouldn't surprise me if Lucky Kid went out night one and came back and had some part playing the final. Yeah, I think that's that's a fairly reasonable um, possible. I think that's a fairly decent possibility. Um, yeah, uh, I, I that is obviously something to be be aware of. Um, again, it always makes me it confuses me why they do that on the same weekend. But uh, yeah, it is it is a strong possibility. And then we've got one more match on night one that's been announced so far. Uh, JAA, Absolute Andy J Skillet, challenging the Pretty Bastards for the WXW World Tag Team titles. Uh, Bastards, of course, won the belts back in October at World Tag Team Festival. Do you see a title change here? Um, I don't, actually. Um, I think there will be a lot of comic relief, um, because obviously Carrot is a big, serious thing, but this will be a bit of comic relief halfway through the show. And um, for me, I think that's it's it's going to be uh, pretty. Busters will retain, I think, for me. Uh, but it's going to be they'll they'll they'll, they'll have uh, a lot of fun spots in it. But it, I think, pretty Busters are keeping hold of it. I don't see JAA really taking it off. I think it's maybe worth pointing out. You know, last time we were all in Oberhausen, uh, JAA were dastardly bad guys. Now they're beloved, and maybe everyone's finally latching on to Andy being the cool dad. <laughs> well, it took him long enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, soaking half a crowd for Super Soaker will do the trick as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, I know you're famed for your wild ride, and just touch on something that'll be on the Saturday morning if uh, there's no bowling, uh, no bow, upper house and open this time around. So, well, there is, there is a on the a, afternoon, but not not later. There, there is the on Friday hours. afternoon. Yeah, there, there is a little bit of a there is a little mini tournament on the Friday afternoon, but. I think that's sold out anyway. Yeah, I think uh, still Snippy's bowling power is still welcome to come along. I well, it's not not me as big as it was not last year, but yeah, it's still sold out. Mini tournament, you're all welcome to come along and watch. Three p.m. Uh, Three p.m. time. So if you're getting in, well, if you if you're doing it in a circle, you'll be around anyway. Um, and if you want to get to the Turbine Hall area early, yeah, join the fun. There's going to be plenty of people there, but. Next morning, Saturday, the seventh, is it nine thirty dollars, isn't it, for through shopping twenty twenty? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's nine thirty. Um, I'll do that again because I bumped my mic. 
yeah, I think it's pretty sure it is nine thirty um, because it's usually two hours, and then it's ambitions at twelve. So yeah, I think it's nine thirty. So just quick run through the cards. Um, I think Wrestling Cult their VOD release on WXW now is massively behind. I think Cult. Yeah, they're they're doing cult shows from twenty eighteen. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, if, if you're looking to see some live graps on Saturday morning. Uh, or you just want to see everything and you know, somehow survive a weekend. Uh, we've got a No Limits title match. Now, I didn't know Scotty Davis was booked, but it's... Oh, Christ. Might be. <laughs> He's over. <laughs> How the hell do you pronounce it? La Hiena Duancon? Uh, uh, Chris, Christanium La Hiena, I think. Uh, he's like a... Yeah, he's a French wrestler. <laughs> well, a name like that, you'd think. But uh, along uh, alongside Norman Horas... A very young golden boy Santos who badly needs to give new promo pictures out and Julian Pace in a four-way. Um, yeah. That could be interesting for Julian if he's, um, you know, late start, and early, sorry, late finish and early start Friday to Saturday. Maybe that's tipping something off. Uh, Pace, Pace, is, Pace has always done the Saturday morning. This will be his third third Saturday morning show in a row. I think he's the only person who's done that. Good with the Iron Man, then. Well, uh, except for, like, Carnage. but <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Tom LaRuffa against Absolute Andy for the Cult Championship. Now, yeah, I I vaguely follow along wrestling cult, but Absolute Andy winning the Cult title that's um, that's a bit of a surprise. Now, I don't want to you know, tag a wrestling cult the home of you know old WXW champions, but it is keeping my trend going. I think Tom LaRuffa, if the name sounds familiar, well, he was part of NXT in the yay early days. And Sylvester Lafort. Sylvester Lafort, that's one. And was he? Uh, oh, I think was he? Was he in? Um, he was, he in, was the, in WXW for a while. He was also in TNA, and I'm just going to look at uh, again our friends at Cage Match to see what he was known as there. Uh, Basil Baraka, and I think Baraka thought that's Mr. T. Yeah. So he's Basil Baraka. Yeah. So he's challenging for the title. Uh, there was meant to have been uh, Casey Owens against Melanie Gray. Melanie Gray's injured. Um, have you yeah. a match announced? Uh, Carnage against Rico Bushido. Are you going to go <laughs> for two doses of Carnage this weekend? Oh, yeah. I mean, I try and watch it. For me, Carnage is it's kind of gone beyond irony, and I kind of semi-get it. <laughs> I sort of get it, now. Um, like he, because Carnage is a very. Uh, if you've never seen him, he's he's Oberhausen's own. Like, and he's uh, he used to be in WXW many, many years ago, and I think he's a little bit problematic from what I understand. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's very very popular in uh, Oberhausen, and uh, a little bit like how you had there was there, you know there's people who are very very big in Fight Club Pro and nowhere else. Um, it's kind of that sort of. That sort of vibe, yeah. He's he's a, he, he doesn't he stalls for reactions. He's very very slow. He's methodical. He stalls for reactions half the match. It's uh, not the best worker in the world, but I kind of like get it. <laughs> it's a culture shock for anybody who's never seen him yeah. before. I think my first yeah. exposure to him was wrestling Deutschland two last year. The less we speak about that, the better. Yeah, but, and um... that was against Bad Bones, which is <laughs> another person who stalls for a lot of reactions sometimes. Ooh, yeah. So, yeah. So I that, mean, I've never seen Carnage have a good match, but I kind of like it. <laughs> everybody's got a guilty pleasure. Yeah, 
it's like that you know when you sometimes go in abroad go abroad and you have this 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 liquor that you drink you you drink and it's absolutely disgusting but you kind of keep going back for it it's kind of that I think I bought some after uh, Carrot last year, some kraut liquor from the airport, and it's absolutely foul. What's that thing from Hungary? Um, uni, uni, unicum? That's I've never like. been to Hungary, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> unicum, it's like it's like a kraut liquor sort of thing. Um, and it comes in these little circular bottles. And uh, like I think everybody who ever goes to Budapest brings back a bottle of Unicum because like yeah it was great we were drinking this and then you have it at home and it's absolutely disgusting. It's, I think Carnage is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's the wrestling version of that. So we touched on it obviously in the wrestling cult. Um, Melanie Gray off the weekend with a knee injury. She was meant to have uh, challenged Amal for the women's title at one of the carriage shows. Uh, at this point, the you haven't announced what's going to happen there. Um, do you think the women's title is going to be on the line over the weekend? And if so, against who? I have a feeling that maybe on the line uh, by somebody against somebody who's not been announced for the show. So that's all. I know she um, <laughs> yeah. lost to Melanie Gray what uh, in Hamburg a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Um, she returned for Rev Pro yesterday. You never know. Again, Dubois Women's Division has been a little bit on the light side lately, but you know, again, I can't blame them. Their whole storyline from the anniversary show to this was Melanie Gray's big return. So we'll have to see what they do to you know, fill in the gaps and you know, <laughs> whether Carson Beck you know, is in his gold cummerbund you know, congratulates them all for her beauty once again. <laughs> If if they did do, I'm gonna say if uh, if they did do can uh, not carnage sorry, if they did uh, do Killer Kelly versus Amal for the title, it would be befitting of the occasion, so it, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah. So guess next show if you've gotten up early for food shopping, uh, is Ambition Twelve. It's the single elimination shoot style tournament. I think it's the fourth time they've done this in a year. They did obviously carrot last year, the wild card edition in Tag Festival. They did a show in Toronto as well. So it's been out quite a lot, but um, let's say we've got our eight names from the tournament and we've actually got two uh, super fights. We'll go for those first. Uh, Ethan Allen against Luke Jacobs. Um, that's been tagged as the next ambition fight. And I'll admit this is a match they had at Tetsujin last year. It's always been on my I want to see list. I've never gotten around to it, but you know, they have young guns in the Northwest. They've you know, had dates in progress. I think Fight Club Pro, they've done OTT as well. So they're getting around a lot. Uh, but, you know, we're not brothers, but we're as good as, you know, the teens we tag a lot. They're going to absolutely kick lumps out of each other. Um, yeah, and I will defer to you because you've probably seen a lot, you've seen a lot more than, than I have. Um, people who I trust say that they're one of the best tag teams in the country, in, in, in the UK. And, you know, I'm excited to see them go in and hopefully they maybe get a bit of a run out later on in the weekend. I think, again, with this, because they are, you know, I would dare say out the, well, the ambition crowd, you're probably looking about four, five hundred that time of day. You'd probably be looking at not even a fifth of that crowd knowing who they are. So it'll be very interesting to see how many people they can turn onto them, you know, start from scratch. So it's going to be a big test for them, but... Not in terms of the in-ring, but um, on the other end of the scale, we've got the super fight, Daisuke Ikeda against Yuki Ishikawa, which, you know, I remember I was announced at uh, Tag Festival, you know, Alan Farrell absolutely lit up for it. 
Shame he's not going to be there for it, but there's also there's always VOD. But um, that's going to be a nice little, no, it's going to be a nice little match for people who followed their careers. I'll hold my hands up both their times in Japan long before I started following the Puro scene. But um, yeah, that's something quite special. If Ishikawa's match with Thatcher last year is anything to go by. Yeah, I, I, I like yourself. You've you've probably seen. 53 times more amount of puro than i have so i, I would again defer to you but uh yeah it's 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 gonna it's it's one of these things that on reputation of the two of them uh it's gonna be it's obviously gonna do very well um so yeah it should be an interesting one to watch and then of course got the ambition to proper with names we've all heard of uh first round scotty davis mike bailey um to me if uh, Speedball's going far in Carrot, I can't see him going far in Ambition. Uh, and I think as well, Scotty Davis... Uh. Well, again, I'm saying... I don't have had anybody who's won both tournaments yet from the same weekend. And I'd be a bit surprised if Speedball was the first person to do that. Uh, I also think Scotty Davis, you know, for all the hype he's come in with, he's not quite uh, got his wheels going yet in XXW, so... Or maybe this is his year way. Not maybe this return for him. Do you know what your take is, Mike? Uh, I mean, you, you say that, but Tim Tim got to the semi in twenty nineteen. Uh, no, got to the semis in twenty eighteen and won ambition, didn't he? Uh, was that... Yes, he did. Yes, because last year, so, of course, he was out in the first twenty four hours. So... Last year it was Erie. Uh, the year before, yeah, Tim won, and he got to the se- he got to the semis. So, um, I don't. Th- I think there is precedent for it, um, and I think for me it was a very odd. <laughs> Irie was a bit of an odd winner, really, for me uh, last year. But um, I th- Speedball would be a great choice for it. Uh, Ridgeway would be a great choice for it as well. And then obviously there's there's other people in the tournament which. It's a, it's a real stacked one. It's a it's a low key stacked one for people. If you're kind of into that sort of thing, there's a lot to be excited about in this one. I guess you just mentioned uh, Chris Ridgeway against Fight Muller. Now you've seen Dead End, yeah? Yes. Now I I know the reasons behind it, but the reaction by Gotten's hometown, I almost start feeling bad for the poor lad. Uh, I mean, he's 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 completely had his. Um legs cut, chopped off by the whole um, the collapse of I'm not saying it's Walter's fault or anything but Walter disappearing uh, when you would have expected them maybe to have a good bit of a blow off match um, or two Walter disappearing ring camp basically ceasing to be a thing once they inducted him um, I kind of yeah he, he's, he's a victim of shotgun disappearing in a way because there would have been things for him to do um, yeah. which there isn't anymore Um so he's kind of gone for a bit of a lumberjack look, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know it's a shame. It is a real shame because fight fight is one of these people that I think uh, for sure should be, you know, I I would say at shotgun sort of level, uh, you know, like a regular on the old shotgun kind of shows. Fight, yeah, fight Miller should no in the sense of um, in the sense of um, fight Miller should really be where Bobby Guns was three years ago. In that sort of, in that sort of, that sort of level on the card, if you get me yes, like, when I say that, kind of like always on the cards, he's on more, on your yeah. shotgun show more often than not, maybe shotgun champion even, and just constantly bubbling up underneath. 
Yeah, and like I think he was, a, he's a fairly he, he comes across a little bit shy, but like it's no, he comes, he's very reserved. I think a person, and I think that kind of worked quite. He didn't say very much, but what he said mattered. Yeah, uh, and I think that again, that's something lost when you don't have a weekly TV thing. Yeah. Do you think ambition they tr- rehab's not the right word, but the best one I can think of because in the Hamburg show they. No, probably was cornered by Vincent Heisenberg, uh, another guy I think out of the Nordish Fight Club. Do you think yeah. they try and do something with him on this show or this weekend, or do you think that's maybe touched too soon? Who Heisenberg? Or just Heisenberg and Vice? Um, you could do. Um, that you know, again, kind of jumping ahead again. Like day three is always a bit of a is always a bit of a. Um, crapshoot of a show really it's kind of all something you've also got the sunday morning show which again is a little bit of a a crapshoot so you kind of get a bit of a left field matches sometimes yeah. so i think you know it, it is possible um maybe maybe you have him as his walkout man i don't know <laughs> it's, i don't know it's worth it's a bit uh, yeah. Next in ambition, Kevin Lloyd against personal favorite daniel mccarby noted sunderland fan don't kill me Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, sexy Kev as well. Um, that is going to split the crowd. I know the Ogdens were, I think, one, no, Kev's only big fans, well, the Ogdens and uh, Shauna, but that could split some loyalties. You know, the fans from the northwest of England and pretty much everybody else, unless Daniel wears his bushy Dortmund shirt again. It does It does crack me up that sexy Kev's now on, uh, sorry, uh, Kevin Lloyd's on WXW shows now, because like, the first time we went um, to Carrot, back in 17 it was like me um uh alan cheap shots um on we was all talking about um we was all talking about sort of northeast northeast wrestling and <laughs> sexy Kev, sorry northwest wrestling and um sorry uh, did i cause a problem no no northeast <laughs> wrestling you're talking about dragon Izu and yeah, yeah. not the hungarian lad yeah yeah but um uh like sexy kev was one of these wrestlers that was getting quite talked up as like a kind of a refund really uh, local character sort of thing. And it's kind of, it's mad how he's kind of come into the WXW canon as it is. Cause this is his second tournament. Isn't yeah. It? Back-to-back yeah. ambitions. So see if that can be parlayed into anything. Of course, Maccabee, bit for regular now in WXW, he's been announced for the Tampa show over WrestleMania weekend. And yeah, as long as he doesn't wear that uh, bushy Dortmund shirt, I think he'll go quite far in this one. <laughs> Yeah, I think when he get to, I just remember the time he came out and he was like, "Boo!" <laughs> yeah, my bad. You can hear yeah. you can you can hear it on the VOD of the wild card. No, taking his uh, when he came in the Sunderland shirt. Yeah, yeah. taking the hoodie off and all you can hear was, must have been Martin Dean. All, all you can hear was, "You fucking uh, it was, no, it was, boo!" I, mean, I think Matthew wasn't too particularly pleased. Wasn't particularly pleased with that either. Oh well, but um, it should be a fun time. You know, ambition plays well both Kev Lloyd, uh, you know, going into more of the shoot style, you know, Wigan Snake Pit style wrestling. Maccabee, you know, we're big fans of him. And you know, you followed any of his stuff from last year. His, his name's getting out there a lot. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he can actually go one better than he did in October. Uh, last first round match: uh, Tyson Do and Russ Taylor. This one. Of course, Rust was over for Tag Team Festival in October. Tyson Dew was over for the Showcase show later on. Um, Former yeah. Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah, if, I'm trying to think, did he do Velocity a lot in the past? Like, he's one, I know he did um, TNA, was he part of Team Canada back in the Yeah, day? he's been on TV a bit, yeah, but um, not, I, I couldn't tell you of any time he's ever, like, but he was definitely in Cruiserweight Classic, wasn't he? So. Yeah, because I remember that whole thing where he turned down bookings for some company to do the Cruiserweight Classic and I don't say burned a bridge, but they weren't best pleased with that. Um, yeah, he played part as part of Team International in 2008's uh, World X Cup for you okay. long-time TNA fans. Um, just looking else, he's done... Christ, a lot of different companies. He's done progress, <laughs> if you count the their core pros with Smash. Um, and to be honest, I don't. Uh, <laughs> done a lot of WWE stuff. Going back to yeah, Lost in 2002. Um, Sunday Night Heat won SmackDown Dark Match. So, yeah, so he's, yeah, Tyson Drew lost to Zack Sabre Jr. in the first round of the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, Wow, that's come to four years ago this year. That how time flies. That's, that seems like an an eight like a lifetime ago as well, doesn't it? You just think how much water's gone under the bridge. I mean, Christ, yeah. like Sabre Junior. Well, he, he effectively moved over there, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just hates it. Yeah. Well, very odd. how things work out, but um, yeah, obviously Russ Taylor, you no know, long time uh, XPWD guy, you know, favourite. I think it's pretty big in uh, bar wrestling every now and then. Um, I would say we touched on earlier, he's a, he's a good hand. You know, to work, so we trust him a lot, I mean, fact that... I don't say he didn't go far over Tag Festival weekend, but the fact that they made a point of bringing him back over, they clearly see a lot in him. Well, I, I think there was there was an argument. I think it was when he had his um, his uh, panel uh, um, Tag League, uh, sorry, Tag Fest, he basically was, he says like he's getting back into it because he had a few years out, hadn't he? Uh, at that point, um, and I think he's basically getting back because now there's a scene. <laughs> it seems weird to say that but there's now a scene in America again where he could potentially sign for somebody on TV, be it be it one of the big two or or be it MLW or Ring of Honor or something. Like that. And I think he would definitely fit in that sort of thing. So uh, you know, this is a good way to get himself in that shot window. And again, you no, know, we've. No, touched on for the quote WWE friendly promotions. I mean, Crisis got the, the body and the look for it. It's just you no know, yeah, yeah. parlay that and anything. But um, yeah, interesting uh, to the, see. The, the, there's no better. There's like to be honest. There's no better place to be in the shop window than in WXW, and he's and he, likewise WXW gets to um, gets to have the we had this guy before he. Before he signed for X and X Y Z, yeah. sort of brag, which Pins is always a good thing. Famous, yeah, yeah, game. exactly. So, speaking of, um, straight after that, we've got the WXW now showcase event. They, I don't say wise, they fought against doing a wrestling Deutschland three after last year. So we've got I, a low. Yep, yeah. I'm ninety nine percent sure this mat, this this card was this show is because me and Arn told Dennis to do this. That would surprise <laughs> me. I mean, I. I mean, my limit of my memory from that show last year was that intergender tag match with uh, Jake Steakhouse. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a... It's, it's harsh to say it's a bad show, but when you... Think, oh, it's definitely a bad show. It's well, definitely a bad what it show. means, if you framed as Wrestling Deutschland was meant to be the showcase for all the small promotions in Germany, it was a failure on that front. 
you know, with much as it was sent, if those were genuinely the best they could have sent, well, you do fear for what German wrestling isn't. You know, you watch a lot more of the undercurrent of Germany than I do. It's not as bad as that show would have you believe. I no, I would say the the German. Okay, I'm going to defend that a little bit. I, I think the German under the, the German independent scene is very, very good, very healthy for for a country which isn't as for a country which isn't massive into wrestling as much as say the UK is. They've got quite a healthy scene. There's a lot of good workers who aren't really doing who are very it's very regionalized is what i would say um there is there's definitely um east west um sort of there's there's the berlin territory there's your your former your dresden territory you've got your people over in the Ruhrpott as well um people up in hamburg it's very regionalized which is kind of an interesting thing but there's the the matches that went on last year is a bit of a post mortem on that show last year. When you compare it to what um when you compare it to the show from uh, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen I think genuinely was a very good show. Um and obviously there was Jacoby having a bit of a hand in that show as well. Maybe not so much last year. Um well definitely not so much last year, but there was the people that were put put in picked on picked on the shows weren't the people who I would necessarily say should have been picked. <laughs> yeah, like if you've been given a spot to showcase your promotion, I'm not putting of any bla- I'm not putting any blame on no Buddha chaos on not on anybody in that match, but fact for the promotion put that forward. That was probably not a good move, and there's a lot about up and down that particular card. That, yeah, that for for me, I wouldn't be criticizing the workers necessarily. I'd be criticizing the promoters for picking the matches that they did. When when there was when I again, I'm not going to name the promotion because I can't remember which one it was. But there was a promotion that put a a wrestler who'd only had six matches or even less than that at that point um, in the mixed tag. Yeah, uh, there was. Yeah, you could which, if you watch who's next, you can probably you know join me dots, but. Uh, this year, it's a completely different yeah, format. Yeah, um, You know, it's you know, showcase of WXW now. For those who don't subscribe, you know, how are you watching WXW? But they've got, uh, let's see, one, four, seven different promotions uh, putting an offer match on. So in terms of storylines, this doesn't really mean much, you know, but in terms uh, of who's actually going to be on, I think it's interesting so, who, who's being picked. So... I'll go into the areas of exercise I sort of have. Um, yep, the body slam, the body slam match one is the one for me is the most interesting of all of them. Um, body slam is an excellent promotion. I think we've I've spoken about it before on the big European tour. Bit of a plug there. Um, Olesander, Emeritus, and Michael Finn. I think that's three of the best people they could have picked. And fair play to them. I'm glad they've done that. Uh, likewise. Wrestling cult carnage is going to be a big draw for the Oberhausen crowd. Really good. Mexburg, I've not seen stacks of. I have seen it a handful of times, but I can't really think of much beyond it. Luca De Pazzi, he was on. He he's a uh, quite. High, I've heard a lot about him. I've not seen stacks of, unfortunately. But apart from that, I'm very very. Um, so. Um, yeah, a lot of it is a bit of a mystery for me because there's a few American things on there. Yes, go through the lineup. Uh, Smash are putting forward a four-way, and it's quite interesting because all these guys are part of a group there called the Pillars. So Brent Banks, 
who's done a few dates over in England, uh, Progress and Clash, I think he's done Progress. I think he was oh. Defiant as well a while back. I may have even seen I may have even seen Brent Banks actually. <laughs> Might well have done uh, you say it. <laughs> against Tariq. Uh, Tyson, uh Tariq I've seen, he's very good. Tyson Do, I've already mentioned, and Sebastian Suave. Uh to me, it's interesting they're putting four guys from the same uh, faction together, so clearly this is more a exhibition than anything that could even vaguely play in the storylines, and apologies for any viewers of Smash if they're doing a storyline where they're teasing splitting up these four. My bad, but yeah, it seems interesting that it's the four the lead mm. faction who are in this one match, but yeah, it should be interesting to see. Uh, CZW, and I'm just going to check to see if uh, how far behind we are because I know uh, CZW now are actually releasing stuff up to date on WXW now. Um, so actually, yeah, as it stands, uh, we have a CZW champion, Joe Gacy, against a uh, retrosexual AG, Anthony Green. Um, to me, I've seen a lot of Anthony Green through Beyond. Um, it's a good character. No, the character's really good how it's going to play in with German, like the 80s. I don't want to say kitsch stuff, but I would almost say kind of like the Schwinger Club, just about the sex, that kind of vibe. But um, yeah, that could that be an interesting one. It might also show how many people even follow CZW these days, and I suspect the number there is low. Um, it's, CZW is one of these things that always surprises me, no matter how little it registers on any radar, there's always somebody who follows it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that'd be me. So. <laughs> I mean, the problem is, I think CZW moved um, venues a while back, and it's them, it's, a bun- like, it's another group of promotions who run out of, um, out of Kentucky, where they set the same number of seats out for every single show, and it's the absolute worst thing you can do, because it just tells how few fans you have like mm. the CZW show that dropped on the on WXW now I don't think it's one from today but of the paper you had last month one fairly recently the crowd that they had was shockingly low um, so yeah I mean it's it's limping along I guess you'd say you know bear in mind how game changes completely eclipsed them but yeah be interesting to see you know how many fans of uh, CZW in the past no, still no have a place in my heart for them. I mean, it could, uh, this is a completely from outside because my knowledge of CCW is absolutely naught. But there was a point where it was probably top. It was a top five US indie, I think, at one point, yeah. wouldn't it? And I wouldn't even say it would register in that now, would it? Really? Um, uh, I mean, the facts... it, it wouldn't register in the ten. I don't think. <laughs> No, uh, uh, and again, yeah, I, the, there's literally next to no buzz for it. It's not something I ever hear outside of the occasional. Oh, the tournament of death was last weekend. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, Joe Gacy, Anthony Green, probably two of the best workers they can put forward. So, be interesting to see what they do turn out. Uh, Whitehall wrestling out of Spain, Caden against Rizzo. I'll hold my hand up. I know nothing about either of these guys. So, again, starting off a blank canvas. Um, me neither, but I trust White Wolf's judgment because yep. they're a company who know what's right. <laughs> kind of, kind of. I, I don't know anything about them, like yourself, but I try. I trust White Wolf to have picked people who are suitable for this show. Uh, I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised it's not. They've not brought Zayas and Golden Boy 
in uh, has possibly done a tag team match because uh, Golden Boy Santos and uh, Zayas are the now now the uh, tag team champions there. Would have been an interesting choice, but I don't yeah, think Yeah, I, I guess it's maybe a case of keeping their universe separate to borrow a very WWE term, but yeah, we've, we've talked about the uh, Body Slam and Wrestling Cult matches and touched on uh, Rising Sun, uh, Luke DePatsy and Nicolo Inverati, who I swear I have seen... Um, he must have worked Hope. He... M- a lot of them worked hope for a while. So I know last year they did a tour in America. And it may have been on a CZW show I saw them on with some one of the independent one of the independent groups. Okay. They, so uh, Nico Inverardi is better known as Nick Lenders, who was WrestleGate Pro. I saw. Oh, that. I've seen seen Nick Lenders. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Nick Lenders. Yeah, I didn't know that was who it was. <laughs> well, if it's an alternate gimmick, sorry, cage match rats what blew the cover. But um, yeah, looking now, Nick Lenders did. Uh, ICW in Italy, Rising Sun uh, was the past year he did um, Wrestlegate, I think she's on their very first show or one of their early shows um, but yeah again no, Rising Sun know what they're doing we're not going to put two randomers on so be interested to see what comes out there and that can in turn uh, not generate anything else there's a bit of an elephant room I guess you'd say you know, kind of touched on the whole ongoing coronavirus stuff i don't know if no what they are in the Italy. north as well yeah so that could yeah. be i mean obviously at time of recording to we've said nothing we don't want to speculate but that could well be something that uh plays up um, yeah i mean i would i would hope not but it's possible yeah i'm just looking now at least on uh nico's cage match uh birthplace uh, Lombardi which is one of the affected regions so yeah. we'll, we'll, see, we'll see come Saturday but uh, one last match that I deliberately left to last uh, British Empire Wrestling are putting on a women's match Kat Von Cage against Lexa Barlow and yeah it's it's one of those where she's you know, done a lot for BEW um, looking at Cage match now she's done a lot for PWS in Holland a lot for IPW in Germany, not for one that's changed hands a lot of times. Um, it, of the... it's, it's not as it's not as good as that one. Well, yeah, I, I saw that show, and yeah, there's a reason why I just <laughs> tune it out. But um, yeah, Pouchy's again cage match could be way behind, but she's going into this as BW Shooting Star Champion, whatever the hell that is. Um, I... So I think Cat from Cage either is a yeah, so this is a champion v champion non-title match because Kat Von Cage is their women's champion. So, hmm. yeah, so I guess that makes sense why we put those two forward anyway. Again, it's another promotion which has no buzz whatsoever, so I don't know very much about it. Yeah, they, uh, again, the only thing I know about BW is that uh, well, there's a few things, but um, basically, as soon as Eve returned in two thousand eight. They kind of disappeared, really. Yeah. BW was kind of was kind of big for a while, and then Eve returned, and then yeah. So in the last uh, last year, I was on holiday in Malta, and we didn't go on the end, but they had a show in Malta on the same day. Well, BW. Yeah, uh, with uh, Pro Wrestling oh. Malta. Uh, things maybe about half an hour away from where we we're staying. No, so we went on holiday to get away from wrestling. So yeah, that was never going to be a thing, but. Uh, they have a lot of their shows on high spots, and again, you know, this isn't a you know, point and laugh at them, but 
again, the problem with promotions putting all this stuff on and it's the stick a camera, point viewing and recorder kind of deal. If you have low crowds and you just have fixed cameras, it's very easy to show, To you know, it's very hard to hide low turnouts and, like, say, BW, you know, they bring a lot of, you know, uh, weird and random names in. I mean, I'm looking at cage match, you're looking like uh, Lady Frost out of America, uh, Baby Allison, Bit no, no, in around these parts. Yeah, it's not to say that they're a bad promotion. They're just a promotion that I is never spoken about. I mean, it's, I didn't realize the Soldier of Fortune, uh, ex culture tag team champions. I want to say Andre Ivanov, oh, yeah. Nukes, they until last November with their tag champions. So <laughs> maybe I should be going to more of them shows. <laughs> the problem is they're almost always in schools. I don't see much advertising for them. Yeah, um, and again. It's a whole thing of, like, say, when Eve came back, a lot of their big names didn't work. No, they didn't uh, stop working for them, but when Eve came back, you know, your Tony Storms, your Nixon Newells, they moved their folks elsewhere. And that's not to say that BEW's not worth watching, but you know, everyone's got to start somewhere. But if you're looking at a, if you're a snob, I guess, of the indies, it's probably not the kind of show you'd uh, go to. Well, it's just, it's just, a, a, like I say, it's, it's one of these promotions which when a lot of people you know they would most people would say yeah they know of eve or they've been to eve and bew it's unless you're really deeply digging into it or you've seen a poster for it or something it's not really one you'd know but you know i'm I'm quite excited to be surprised with as with all of these show matches i'm happy to be surprised yeah so that's the directly now showcase uh of course later we even got 16 carat gold night two just for one match now so far um, which is title versus career, Bobby Guns against David Starr. I think I know which way you're going to answer this, Mike. But uh, do you see a title change, or do you see WXW losing a star? Um, I think, and I'm going to stay as impartial as I possibly can. Um, I think Star losing is more likely than I think you think it is. Um, I think if you look at the way he's possibly the way he left progress in a bit of a weird position, I think it's look it's it's likely he could he could lose. Um, Guns is a, is a star in the ascendancy, I think. Still, um, this this whole storyline seems to have the the, the whole thing with the storyline. It doesn't seem to have kind of come out na- about naturally. It's kind of felt a little bit shoehorned in, um, and I don't. I don't know. I, I, I've got a good feeling he's leaving. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I mean, obviously, uh, Coward last year, Star... Well, not Coward, but after Coward last year, Star walked out on WXW. Um, the New York WrestleMania show, he cut that promo that was cut was out. Was heavily, yeah. It's just, um, and then he came back because of Walter and Ilya. Then that kind of petered out, much like Ringkampf did. Um what I would say is if Tim Thatcher hadn't, this can be this can be weird, but if Tim Thatcher hadn't had the brief title when he had back end last year, and Bobby Guns had been the long reigning, yeah. I don't know, the champion who everyone cheered when he won, but then slightly got cocky and carried away with himself, this may have a bit more steam in. But at the same point, I also would have wanted to see Tim Thatcher with the belt at some point. I think. I think if. Um... If Thatcher hadn't won at Tagfest, I think I'd be definitely saying, oh yeah, David Starr's winning this for sure. 
but I, I just for for me, I just don't think there's there's enough. For, I'll, I'll say it this way: this is the least enthused I've been about a Saturday night main event for a WXW weekend in a long time. Do you think David Starr leaving and coming back last year? And I, I know he said it's not going to be repeat; it's not going to be like that. Do you think him leaving and coming back has taken some machine office? Yeah, because he's kind of uh, and he's kind of taken his toys and gone home already storyline purposes again uh he's taken his toys and gone home already um him go, like and i don't think dubbick stuff you missed him really when he was aw- when he was away mm, I, I see where you're coming from yeah because at the time when he left was that big you know, the big, big match you wanted to walter walter wasn't going to give him any more shots so yeah it's not i do kind of see what you mean it, there's no they, they, way left to go apart from the big one. They they book themselves in, into a corner, and obviously there's contractual problems in the same way. But they book themselves into a corner with the whole never beating never beating Walter, and then Walter being the undefeatable wall wall effectively for him. Yeah. And the wall then brother. then now he's a contractually enforced wall that he can't get past. Yeah. So then the. Because the, obviously, the, the, the if this has been David Starr versus Walter, and then this was 2019 for the title, then fair play. I think you could have had an argument for it actually happening for the tag team. For the, sorry, not for the tag. Uh, where am I going? For the title changing in there. But I, I just don't. I don't see it happening. Um, there's, there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more length. Uh, there's a lot more um, bite in a a guns and avalanche feud possibly potentially there's there's a there's a lot more legs in that there's and it, for me if if i was in charge of wxw i'd be staying away from uh politically toxic slash contracted workers as much as possible so keeping people like bobby guns Jan simmons avalanche um that sort of name high level independent people like speedball in the title picture rather than Politically toxic people and contractwood workers. I think it would it, it just makes more sense from yeah. that sort of standpoint. Yeah, see, so we come from. I mean, you know, we've seen a lot of indies OTT quite notably. You know, Mustache Mountain got their tag titles in was it July last year, and they've. No, I don't say no. I don't say we've tried taking the belts off them, but every time they've been booked to be in a title match, plans change. See, so yeah, I think so. Was it James? He just a whole, you know, stop booking contracted wrestlers, which again I get. But yeah, I think Dubex have been been very smart in how they've played it so far. Like, the, their roster they they've built, the, their roster they've built is getting there. It's getting there, and I think uh, we we kind of said something um, after um, the one in January. Back to the roots. Um, Gary said it, and he said like they're 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 a company that is in definitely in the rebuilding process and for me putting and and i think you we you'll get as fans i think you're going to be rewarded by sticking through the rebuilding process now for me as much as it's immense talent that david Starr is he's you know immensely talented i don't think it's in the best interests of wxw to put a hot independent wrestler who's not really as much as he's been in wxw since the beginning he's not a wxw guy he's someone you can get anywhere else and rev pro for example in the past in the past six months have proven that 
by building by having guys that pretty much only work in Rev Pro, they've built a, div- a division which is now they've built a, a roster which is now one of the most exciting and interesting rosters in Europe. WXW has the opportunity to do exactly the same thing with their rosters, and they don't need to have as many imports and um, big international independent names than if they just stick with their their domestic guys. Yeah, I mean, I think I've said in the past, you know, Levaniel, who was it uh, last summer? He was kind of like a joke. Whereas now, he, you know, he's a okay. He doesn't as much as I would not say the greatest. But you've got a character for he's his promos are absolutely amazing considering you know how inexperienced he is. And that's 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 and, a, that's, that's, a, that's a, no two for no, that's nine tenths for battle. You can talk and if you've got a great character, your in ring doesn't need to be fantastic. And the other thing is, um, you know, Levaniel isn't is a wrestler who who speaks primarily German. <laughs> and, <laughs> and his he, English if, is better he, than mine. And he comes across he comes across very very well um, he comes across very very well in promos speaking German so which I think has been a problem for a lot of them and I think it's why someone like Bobby does stand out yeah, um, yeah. so at this point we'd probably plug a bit more of night two but the only other bit of news we got is what came out just before we hit uh, record tonight uh, Alex Shelley was meant to have been a special attraction for the Saturday of Carrot. He's announced that he's had to pull out um, the whole world situation with uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus. Uh, Alex's day job, this uh, free statement to be put out, uh, he works with immunocompromised patients in the clinic in his real job, so he can't risk exposing himself to a possible infection by traveling to Germany and wrestling. Uh, he's put a statement out. It's I don't say it's long wind, but basically it's along the lines of even if he doesn't get sick, he doesn't want to be a carrier, which... No, I think you no. Know, St. Jonathan Gresham, he pulled out sort of um, APC in France this weekend. Uh, yeah. Jordan Grace made similar overtures as well. It's not the last. It's not the first. I don't think it's going to be the last. Maybe not for this turn, but just in general. But um, yeah, it's a shame. But at the same point, Double XW hadn't announced anything for Alex, so you know, whoever he was going to have gotten now need a plan B. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, it is disappointing, but I, you can't say fairer than that, really. I, I, it's not as if it's I'm not coming because I'm not being paid enough. It's, it's completely reasonable and well. Yeah, I can't. You can't complain that at all, really, can yeah. you? So that's Saturday night. Of course, got the after party, and of course, uh, haven't uh, said night two of carrot. It's all of the quarterfinal matches blind uh, bracket so it's not like you can say the winner of Yearn Lucky Kid takes on the winner of uh, Maccabee and Eddie Kingston we won't know until you actually see them come through the curtain uh, two events on Sunday the Wheel of Wrestling feature event that's Sunday lunchtime so if you've not got a thick head after the after party that's on I think it's 11.30 doors I believe sorry 12, yeah. uh, 12 noon doors 12.30 starts um only thing announced this is Walter's going to be on the card. And this is, I guess, past few years it's been Shotgun, XXL. Uh, I think last year's The Road to New York City. Um, they've just called this Ro- uh, Wheel of Wrestling feature event. So I think this is dropping to the end of March on WXW now. So no cards announced. You're probably not going to get one announced. It's just going to be you know, a mixture of guys up and down the card. 
Yeah, it's it's a taping which takes place after Carrot Night Three, so it's always a bit of a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, so last... usually you get lots of random matches, and you go, "Oh, that was kind of interesting." And you know nothing because there's no context for them. <laughs> and last year was for Maurice Alani show, so hopefully we get a bit less of him. Nothing against him, but I think hearing you know that old music three times in one night was just getting a bit. Um... Uprising in Eve level, shall we say. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that's uh, sat- Sunday lunchtime. Then, of course, Sunday evening is the big one. 16 carat gold, night three. So you've got the semi-finals and the finals. There'll be some other stuff as well. But two matches announced so far. Cerberus explodes yet again. Ilya Dragunov challenging Avalanche for the Shotgun Championship. Um, it's noble, by the way. This night, uh, day three, so Wheel of Wrestling and uh, night three characters after the NXT UK taping. So... As you'll see, NXT UK guys are back in play here if they want to use them. And that was the same place. That was the same case with um, Tagfest. On night three of Tagfest, you had people like uh, Killer Kelly come in, Ollie Carter come in, um, Ilya was there as well. Um, so it's there's a lot. Everyone's kind of back in play for this. Um, uh, speaking of the shotgun title match, I think Av- Avalanche and Dragunov have sensational chemistry together. Um, they've always worked really, really well. Uh, and it's exciting to actually be able to see uh, one of these matches again uh, between each other. Because I think this was a first round match in Carrot 17. Um, it was an early, It was, I think it was a, a match in Carrot 17. Uh, looking through now, yep, yeah, first round, yeah, Carrot 2017, Ilya beat Avalanche in eight minutes. Yeah. Um, and then they've done was... a lot in the fallout of Cerberus. Uh, yeah. Julian Neal, referee, once they not three-way superstars. So a lot of history. In the so if we get if we get Dirty Dragon or Julian Nero make an appearance in this match, I'd be well happy. Um, but... <laughs> Where's the Adam Pollack? Oh yeah, well Adam Polak as well, but you know, it's it's that these two people with excellent chemistry, and I'm really excited to see this one. Uh, do you see this title change, or do you think Avalanche is going to be holding on to the title he's just won back? Um, because again, it opens up the question of do you put your belts on a contracted guy, not knowing? Yeah. Um. It it wouldn't. I mean, they put the tag team belts on earlier last year and I thought you know is that a little bit below him but you know it, it I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to put it, the belt on earlier it would put bring a bit of gravitar back to the belt not that it was really ever lost it but it, I think post Bobby Guns it kind of lost a bit of its way yeah so yeah. and the other match is going to be a bit emotional uh, Timothy Thatcher's farewell to the Indies uh, he teams with Yuki Ishikawa taking on Walter and Daisuke Ikeda. This is going to be, well, how long the match is, it's just going to be one big sing-along of there's only one Tim Thatcher, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, it, it's a, it's going to be an interesting... Uh, I, I'm not sure how the what the mood's going to be for this one. Um, I kind of think back to like for example the Matt Riddle uh, in farewell to the Indies at um, Wembley and that was a bit of an odd sort of uh, atmosphere for that one um, I think with Tim I mean I was at the 19th anniversary show when he lost the belt and it literally was lost the belt he was out as soon as he could and I yeah. know uh, Tass, Tassel Young mentioned you know, when he got signed that you know, they could easily have done the big ticker tape, thank you for everything, Tim thing. 
you didn't want. So it senses not strange, but I'd almost dare say that if they didn't want to do that for him at the anniversary show, and no, don't be self-important, so and so, but is this for us, for fans, to do a you no know, thank you, Tim? Yeah, possibly. I mean, it again, this is kind of worms I you know, kind of touched on a few weeks back when the signing was announced. You know. It's been it's a dead horse that's been beaten around on the internet about all these signings. Tim Thatcher's one of those I would put in that bracket of you no, know, he's signed, he deserved to be signed, you know, he's been around everywhere, you know, Japan was meant to be a destination he wanted, but didn't materialise. There was never any interest, yeah. And really, you know, if you no know, there's enough from a tape from WWE, well what else he's gonna do? Stay in MLW and do taping a month? Yeah, there is that, and he's at least going to NXT proper. Um, at least there's a lot, you know, he's done a lot more and he's got a bigger CV of work behind than, you know, name your next 21-year-old who signed an NXT UK deal. It's 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 a dead horse. Uh, I don't really like getting into it more than like, everybody else in, everybody's ever owned a Twitter account has ever got into it. It's 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 very easy to, it, it's, it's, there's disappointment not seeing him anymore because I, w- I won't ever see him wrestle again. It's very fairly uh, fairly likely I won't ever see him wrestle again. So it's going to be it's going to be sad in that respect. But yeah. you know, fair play to him. He does deserve it. So I guess that's Pumichich on a sour note of a carrot. Um, so saying uh, Jörn Simmons both our favourites to win uh, sixteen carat gold this year. Yeah, I think yeah he's, he's he is for me. Yeah, definitely. And I guess no. While we're going about obviously sixteen carat gold, they do do the match to kind of set the table for the rest of the year. And I know WXW schedule this year, from what they've announced at least, is a bit on the weird side. I know, uh, just pulling up the event, the next events now. So after carat this weekend, um, True Colors and Dresden in April, um, Broken Rules and another feature event. We're doing two back to back shows in Oberhausen in June. Yeah. That again, to me, fact they've moved broken rules from November up to June. I don't know if anything's up, but it's a bit weird. It is, uh, but then also the other thing is, you know, last year we had Drive of Champions, which was a new feature event. Um, you know, that there's a lot of fluidity in the calendar. A lot of a lot of the time, the calendar doesn't really get announced until after Carrot. So, yeah. for example, Shortcut to the Top wasn't announced until. Easter at least um, for sure because I remember because I waited until it was announced before I booked it um, and obviously we've got the change in the Catch Grand Prix um, which yeah. is for me, which for me I'm absolutely frothing at the mouth in excitement for because I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a G1 sort of thing so yeah uh, so may as well touch upon that that's five nights in Oberhausen which I'm pretty sure that McDonald's outside the turbine hollow just rubbing their hands in glee at us, but um... uh, I don't think so because you know that the, uh, what what excites me about it is it's going to be five nights in Oberhausen. Well, I'm, there's a little bit of disappointment because I would have loved it if it had started in Hamburg and we maybe tradition up, yeah. I I would have liked Wednesday in Hamburg, Thursday in Bremen because Bremen is Germany's home of wrestling. To be quite honest, it's where the old CWA catch shows would have been. I thought that you know that would have been a good, nice nod to the history. Maybe a nice crowning evening for Bobby Guns having have a good match in Bremen, but that's beside the point. Um, likewise with Hamburg, have a bit of Hamburg catch. But um, 
but you know five nights in five nights in Oberhausen they're going to be evening shows the first three nights anyway so they're going to be 8 p.m starts so you know we're going to have full days we're going to have nice dinners for a few days <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be nice to run around we might might see a bit of culture going it's going to be like going on holiday a little bit but um yeah it's going to be it's going to be good fun um i'm, I'm really looking forward to the catch grand prix um we're still waiting to see what the actual thing is, but from what I understand uh, from people who I've spoken to, is it's going to be an, a round robin sort of thing. And I know, so, yeah. obviously, you complained that oh, it's five, no, five shows and five nights. Why couldn't you've done no, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, Sunday? No, condensed. Yeah, but... it's like you don't, you can't do that for a round robin tournament. No, it's, no, it's, no. It's and... bad enough. Not like my Petate's a bit weird considering we're talking about carrot and you've got semis and finals on the Sunday show. But my pet hate is when you have one night tournaments because you know you're almost kind of dare I say being cock teased yeah. with you know the, the first round of the, the semis because yeah. you know they could be good matches, but oh no, they've got to be done in 10 15 minutes because they've got to work two three times in one night. Whereas at least here. Okay, you're working five nights in a row, but at least it's one match a night when you've got 24 hours to recover, that kind of thing. When 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 they announced the five-day tournament uh, for a set for... And also the other thing is in September rather than October because it's going to fall... It, otherwise, it would have fallen onto German Unity Day and everything would have been shut. Again. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, other, the other thing about it is um, there was two reactions. There was, oh, God... There was oh god five days straight in Oberhausen, and there was oh yeah five days five days straight. If you really, if it's one of these tournaments, I think if it appeals to you, you'll do all of it. Mm. Um, but I don't think you know people who are going. Oh, I might be only just do Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're not going to be missing out. It's still going to be good, but it's definitely one of the things. If it's going to appeal, if it appeals to you, you're going to do it all. I think for a lot of people, it's going to depend on who's in the Probably. line. Well, yeah, holiday as well. I mean, I know, <laughs> speaking from my perspective, I should be fine, you know, going, like, I've got enough leave. Jen, for instance, who does the photos for us, you know, the carrot, you know, that's burning up five days. This would burn up another five days. That's h- half a holiday gone. Because yeah, their work, yeah. you know, makes about Christmas off at the dates they pick. So it, it's a big ask, and especially for, you know, I say the locals. That's probably a bit disingenuous, but those, you no, know, the, you know, people who don't have to travel from as far afield, it's almost even trickier than it is for, you know, us traveling. Us, you just have to hop on a plane and live in a hotel for a week. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, and there will be people who do all of it. I dare say there'll be people who've, but it, the fact that they are in the evening does definitely make it a lot easier because I don't feel like I'm going to get burnout. No. Um, again, which sometimes I think does become a case. We're getting to about eight pm start, maybe what half ten finish, and then you've got no yeah. early nights. I mean, the, the only after party they've booked is the Saturday night, the traditional one from the from the schedule they've got so far. You're only looking at Saturday afternoon Femvital, and then a Sunday afternoon show. So you're not talking about the intense. You know, we've just talked about of character here, because there's a lot of water going for bridge between now and September, but as it stands, you know, you know, to me, there'll be a lot of people who'll be very undecided until names start being announced to this. Yeah, I think if, for example, if if 
and I know he's having his his farewell this weekend. And but for example, I think if Tim Thatcher was announced for the Catch Grand Prix all five nights, then I think that might people might be like, oh, Joe, I kind of fancied that, or you know, um, I think the yeah definitely is going to go down to the names, but for me WXW as a brand is strong enough to drag me in regardless of who they book to be honest <laughs> I think considering the you know, some of the promotions the horrible year they've just come out of and where WXW lay in somewhat similar situations just without the mass pull out of talent I think that says a lot that you've got to you know, WXW they've lost you know, big names and Walter in Ilya not in terms of being full time roster members and yet here we are they've announced five days in Oberhausen in September and it's not automatically, oh, we have to wait and see who's coming along. The fact there's faith in them to deliver. Because I mean, we were both there in October, Mike, for World Tag Team Festival. That's, I don't want to say cursed, because who knows what could be coming up. But the amount of changes that weekend went through and gave Friday's shows a bit iffy. But they still... It was knocked, perfectly solid. It was yeah, perfectly they, solid. They knocked out of the park at the end of the weekend. I mean, in fact, the Tim Thatcher won the belt on a Saturday, you know, helped massively. But the fact that no, no, we were coming in thinking, oh God, no, all these teams pulling out, oh God, who's next? And all the change had to make, and the fact that they still got something, not only uh, great shows, but something coherent in terms of storyline as well. No, yeah, is that goodwill um, that a lot of other promotions simply don't have? It was, yeah. There's a lot of goodwill, and maybe some of it is nostalgia of, you know, the good days, the good old days of. 2017 to 2018 um maybe there is an element of goodwill that kind of lingers over but the, the wxw uh, and, and i don't think it would be unfair to say wxw fell off a cliff in late 2017 uh late 88 sorry late 2018 um and it took a lot to get back to i think uh, uh, early last year towards basically the summer of last year i think they were still kind of treading water a little bit um which is predictable when you have such height because i think for for a brief period they were the best promotion in the world in terms of storytelling um i don't think that's an unreasonable they if they weren't the best promotion in the world they're in the top three yeah um and it's it's completely reasonable that you know you can't keep that standard up forever um but they they bounced back like tag league was unex we went in expecting disaster and we came out going that was all right. There was there was exciting, interesting things going on. Um, obviously, we're kind of walking into another one, which is there's always a bit of a you know there's uncertainty of a different type this time. Um, we're now more wizened and more bitter about as 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 a consumers we're more wizened and bitter about things like contracts we you know i think even up to last year we was kind this time last year we wasn't really as ingrained i think people were more trenched into the whole NXT UK thing we're still there's a little there's still an element of um fear and frustration with the politics but at the same time this is a very WWE light tournament, uh, barring Leo Rush, who, in fairness, is a is a main roster guy, who I don't think anybody who is allegedly on his way out anyway, from what is said. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot to be excited about this weekend. 
Absolutely. And again, for those who maybe can't travel, this will all be on WXW Now, uh, WXWNow.com. And this year, I think uh, Catch and the Crew, they have, um, I'd say, taken it uh, easy, but they've actually gone through a lot more manageable schedules. So instead of everything dropping in the space of five days, which I had no idea how they kept that up, and I know most years have had issues, but what we're going for, uh, Inner Circle will be dropping uh, Monday the 9th, uh, then two days later, Night on the Carrot, two days later, so that'd be Friday the 13th, Night 2 of Carrot, be Sunday the 15th, Night 3, Tuesday the 17th will be the Ambition Show, first the 19th is the Wheel of Wrestling feature event, and last but not least, on the 21st is the WXW Now Showcase, uh, but those will be dropping. It's usually about seven PM UK time. If it's the usual schedule, so yeah, you'd be only waiting what a couple of days for in a circle, and then you know, a bit staggered from there. But you know, the production quality alone for the XW now knocks out ninety ninety five percent of other indies. I mean, at least you oh, can yeah, actually see sure. and there was new cams as well. You know, absolute you no know, improvement. In fact, if you can actually see the wrestling and not the floor, you know, is you no know, speaks for itself. <laughs> Well, it's, bro- it's broadcast quality. It's broadcast quality. It could yeah. quite easily go on television. No problem. So that'll just about do it. Uh, anything you want to plug before we wrap up, Mike? Um, I'm at Mike Kilby on Twitter. Um, you probably, it's probably where you'd know me from, but also um, Eurograps.com is uh, home of European, all the very best in European professional wrestling. We do the odd review of a lot of Irish stuff. Um, German stuff, kind of random shows which I end up finding on YouTube. It's a good fun website. It's one that you can try to dip in and occasionally you'll find something interesting and new on there. That's my site, Eurograps.com www.eurograps.com and at Eurograps on Twitter. Thanks so much, Mike. Of course, you can find us backbodydrop.com. Uh, Instagram, at backbodydrop. We'll probably have stories and photos unless our laptop blows over the weekend. <laughs> Hey, it could always There's happen. no carrot curse hey. yet, so... Well, I'm finding anything that's wooden and smacking... But anyway, thanks so much for joining us here, Mike, and all the best, and we'll see you over in Essen for Inner Circle on Thursday. Yes, see you Thursday. And for everybody else, <laughs> hope to see you there. If not, catch you down the line.